Welcome to Lost in Revision. All of our content is public domain, literature, fairy tales, and folklore. Our goal is to at least break even to cover our expenses. So any support that you can offer to help us reach that goal helps keep this podcast going and you entertained. All of our music is by Nathan Hubble and is used with his permission. Thanks and enjoy the show. Chapter 2 The Young Paul Part 3 But though Paul was sleeping rather quietly, for him, he still was rocking his cradle about a little. As the ships drew quite near, the admiral could feel beneath him the force of the waves which the child was stirring up as he moved about in his slumber. He suddenly began to get quite angry again. The idea! Sending him traipsing off over the sea and making him miss the governor's ball just to find a sleeping youngster? Asleep is he, he growled. I'll soon wake him up all right. And he called his chief gunner to him. Fire a broadside over his head, he ordered. We'll see if that won't make him open his eyes. The gunners took their places, trained their pieces, and at the word, the thirty-six cannons of the frigate's broadside roared out. But Paul was in a very sound slumber indeed, and the tremendous crash of sound did not so much as make him flutter an eyelid. "'Give him a broadside from all the fleet!' screeched the admiral purple with rage at the very thought of such an absurdity. So the guns of all the fleet bellowed and thundered, sending their solid shot whistling close over the floating cradle, and frightening the people on the shore so badly that they all ran into the woods to hide, thinking that an enemy was attacking them. Roar after roar burst from the guns as broadside followed broadside. But it was almost seven hours before the noise so much as made Paul stir. Then, calmly, just as the sound of the last broadside died out, he sat up, rubbed his eyes with chubby fists, and yawned. The red-faced admiral, in a greater rage than ever by this time, gave the command to fire again. With a great flare of sound and cannonballs again whistling over Paul's head. Being asleep, he hadn't noticed them before. And now, hearing the terrific crash of the guns for the first time, he was startled, almost out of his wits. Making a great lunge and snapping the heavy cables which held him in the cradle, he leaped out towards shore, stirring up the water mightily and doing so. The admiral's red face suddenly paled with terror. Bout ship! Port your helm! he screamed frantically, and then had no time for further orders. The great waves which Paul had stirred up as he broke loose from his cradle swept down upon the fleet in a fearful roar and tossed the vessels about in a manner fearful to behold. When at last the waters quieted down somewhat, it was found that eight ships had been sunk and much damage wrought upon those that remained. 
The admiral, however, seizing the floating cradle as spoils of war, towed it back to port, where eight more warships were built from it. Thus the British navy was just as well off as it was before, but the admiral never did forgive Paul for making him miss the governor's ball. As for Paul, he reached the shore in safety and vanished into the woods. There he was found by his parents, who had fled into hiding as soon as the guns had first begun to roar. Being fearful of punishment for the trouble their infant son had caused, they did not go back to their former home, but slipped quietly away without a word to anyone. "'This boy of ours needs a lot of room,' Paul's father growled. "'He was never made to live among neighbors.' Yes, agreed the child's mother. We'll find a place back in the wilderness, far away from anyone else, where he can play and romp about as he pleases, without endangering the lives or property of others. So through the woods they went, just where has never been learned, but deep in virgin country they picked the spot for their new home. Thanks for joining us today. Check us out on Patreon. You can help us meet our small goal of breaking even and covering our expenses. Your support helps pay for all of the things that podcasting requires and helps keep this show alive and growing. If you can't afford to support us financially, go give us a good review, subscribe or follow, and share with your friends and family. Feel free to fact check us and offer suggestions to make our show better for you. You can also send us an email at lostinrevisionpodcast at gmail.com. There's a lot more waiting for us all at the end of the road.